HD 107.9 Life. Michaela here with you, joining you for a really, really exciting show today. Now, if you tuned in last week, you would have heard the fantastic show that we did with Talia Sully and Gabby Connolly, all about the diocesan assembly. Now, if you've missed that one, um, I highly recommend you go and check that one out. It was really, really fantastic, all about their experience um, at the diocesan assembly as young people, um, what the diocesan, diocesan assembly, my goodness, is that a tongue twister sometimes, what it means for us um, as an archdiocese and as a church in a whole. It was it was so incredible. If you want to go and check that one out, um, you can go and find it on the podcast version of our show, wherever you get your podcast, just look for Archd Radio. But today we are moving on to the next very exciting event in the that is happening in Australia right now, and that is the Plenary Council. Now, if you have never heard of Plenary Council or you maybe have and you don't know too much about it, then welcome. What a fantastic space for you to be because we have got such an exciting guest coming up just next, the very incredible Maddie Ford, um, who is a Plenary Council member as well um, as a representative for the Archdiocese of Adelaide and a really, really great old friend of mine. She's currently in Sydney right now, so she has done the entire Plenary Council um online um, representing Adelaide and she's not even here but she has uh, very graciously given us some of her time even though she is incredibly busy right now. Um, It's going to be a fantastic show so stick around for that. Right now I am joined by a fantastic brand new guest Maddie Ford. How are you doing Maddie? I'm so unbelievably excited that you could take the time to talk to us today. Hello yeah um, greetings from um, Bidjigal and Gadigal country so I'm here here in Sydney on a very, uh, very sunny day. I'm happy to be here talking to you. Of course, you are not where I am, if that wasn't um, immediately <laughs> easy to understand. Just said to me when, when the Skype call uh, started, this isn't being videoed, is it? Because I'm looking at you right now and you have latex gloves on, cutting garlic in your kitchen, cooking dinner. Um, so I'm so glad you could, I mean, I, I think maybe you've double booked yourself, but still so glad that we could be a part of your time today for this evening. Yeah, look, um, I'd say I'm good at multitasking, but I'm really not. I was um, saying to Kaylee before, really the problem is I committed to cooking dinner for my family tonight um, and the recipe says it takes a certain amount of time and um, it normally takes me four to five times longer than that. So unfortunately, I need to start cooking earlier. So trying to multitask. Uh, so Maddie, you are halfway through the plenary council right now as we speak. So thank you so much for taking the time out to do this. I know that there's no doubt in my mind you're probably so knackered and still somehow you are your usually bright and bubbly self, which is unbelievable. Um, And I do want to hear all about it. But before I get all carried away with all of that, um, if you're a young person who's disconnected from the church, sometimes it is super difficult to re-engage simply because the conversations that are being had are loaded with this really churchy words and language that can be kind of hard to decipher sometimes as someone who's not super engaged. Um, For that person... Could you explain what is the Plenary Council and how does it relate to the diocesan assembly? That, um, I completely agree. And do you know what the the really funny thing is? This is actually what I've been speaking about this week with some of my fellow Plenary Council members is that some of the words and what's being spoken about is 
honestly going straight over my head. I don't have a theological understanding. I don't have um, a good kind of history on that. So for me, I'm, I'm coming as a young person, as authentic as I can be, um, recognising that I really don't understand any of that. Uh, so for me, how I'm understanding the plenary council is it's a really unique and important conversation where lay people, where women, where young people are being heard by some really important people in the church. And hopefully what a lot of people are hoping is that it will lead to some really significant change within the Catholic church. So we're really holding high hopes for, I think what's best described is two-way dialogue. There's been a really big focus on inner deep listening. In simplest terms, it's a conversation in which we're hoping to be heard. So in terms of um, at the end of it all, once we come to the end, what is the council aiming to achieve and what are you realistically hoping to see come out of the plenary council? The, The hope of the plenary council, from what I'm understanding, is that we are really listening to the voices from the submissions um, so that 17,500 voices that were submitted in the survey um, prior to this whole discussion beginning. And the hope is that we really hear our Catholic community that is engaging with us and is asking for change, is asking for forgiveness, is asking for apologies, but also new ways forward and how to be a current, modern, Christ-centred Catholic church. And how I've been talking about it this week is a church centred around unconditional love, which is what I grew up and had my childhood in the Catholic church learning about that unconditional love and that love truly is the greatest gift that we have to offer everyone. Wow, what a uh, truly beautiful message. I couldn't agree more. We left off talking all about the Plenary Council and everything that it would achieve and everything that it meant. Um, But Maddie, steering away from that now, I want to take you back to the very beginning and come with me along this ride because this might seem a little bizarre, but I know you trust me. So back to your very first year at Sacred Heart when you were less involved in church life. If that Maddie Ford had to pick one thing that she was most curious about in terms of church life what would she want to learn about oh wow okay yeah big question because I think what's important to say is I've really come into my faith post school through a really kind of interesting and um, individual journey that has been truly fruitful and rewarding for me but I think I was having this conversation with someone the other day and I think it's um, a good metaphor. Not really a metaphor. I was never really good at English, so let's just pretend I didn't say that. And if my English teacher is listening, no, I did not say that. (laughs) But I was talking about how when I was at school and when I wasn't really engaged in church, I, I still had this really, and I guess I've always, and this comes from my parents, I've always had this really um, big heart for social justice um, and loving everyone. But I think for me, I had so much interest 
in the church and some of the small beauty that I saw, whether it was in the music that was being sung or whether it was in these beautiful words that just managed to capture so many rich and raw emotions or truly offer such love and support for people in in really turbulent times. And I guess what I'm saying to Year 10, Maddie, is follow your heart and follow what has captured your heart. Don't try to fit in and and be cool and um, be the individual you were always meant to be. And of course, in the future, you will go on to become so many amazing things. Youth Minister at Sacred Heart College, working with the Marist Youth Ministry, uh, Youth Minister with the Young Lasallians and an ACU Campus Pastoral Associate. I mean, it, the list just goes on and on and on, Maddie. Um, but out of everything that you've experienced since then, and it's interesting that you do say your faith has developed so much since leaving school. If all through all of those experiences that you've had, if you could pick one moment where you you maybe even looked back and went, look how far I have come, when would that have been for you? Wow, these, these questions um, on a Thursday afternoon. Um, I love them because they are really important to reflect on. For me, I guess my big awakening um, was heading over to Cambodia with the Maris brothers um, and living in Cambodia for a couple of months, working in a school with um, children with disabilities. So um, didn't go in um, teaching English. They had an English teacher. They had all their classes. I was there um, doing small tasks that helped allowing them that dignity to live a really full life and I was just there in the background. For me that was really role modelled through um, Brother Terry Heinrich who was the director of the Lavala School in Cambodia at the time. Uh, He's since passed and when I heard the news of his passing I went back to look at the photos that I had of the time in Cambodia and I realised I did not have a single photo of him and upon reflection realised the reason I don't have a photo of him is because he was always in the background making sure the people that he was there to support and love were always at the forefront and always felt empowered and it's through that that I really felt called to this faith and this mission and I think if I was to reflect back at all I've done, for me, the simplest way that I can feel like I've been involved in something good and I really feel grounded and feel so much joy and love from from that is the photos of the smiling faces of the people that I've encountered because it was something that I saw with Brother Terry and I think it's something that I now hold so close to my heart that it's never been about me and and my journey. It's always been about those smiles and those laughs um, that have been captured for time memorial. What a beautiful story. Right now, I am joined again by the fantastic Maddie Ford. How are you doing, Maddie? Yeah, I'm doing really good. I'm tired, but I'm 
energized. You are. We're just saying you're running on fumes, which probably couldn't be more (laughs) accurate. And I'm sure as soon as we say goodbye, you're probably just going to collapse. hundred percent. After I cook dinner for the family, (laughs) they'll be really annoyed. Uh, Now, Maddie, I know recently um, you had the opportunity to present your intervention at the Plenary Council. Um, Before we get into it, can you explain what an intervention in the context of the Plenary Council actually is? Yeah, um, I was really confused about it as well until it was explained on day one. But essentially, um, an intervention in less formal terms is simply just an input, your chance to um, put on record, um, but also speak to the whole assembly, um, your feelings, um, your thoughts, or speak on a certain topic that you feel moved to do so. How did it feel standing up there metaphorically, of course, because the whole thing was on teams, um, having only three minutes to speak so openly and I mean to be given the floor and then say and by the way you've only got three minutes to talk about everything and anything that you like I mean that must be really difficult how did you go about that? Yeah it's definitely not an easy task and if you're still listening into the conversation at this point you'll see I'm not really good at being clear and succinct which is all the feedback I get from my uni assignments ever like keep it simple, um, which I'm just not good at. So um, it, it was really quite difficult and you have three minutes to to feel heard, um, to make sure the voices that you're speaking on behalf of as well um, get that opportunity to really shine. So it's a really nerve-wracking experience and I'm not going to be... Um, cool and say, yeah, I was cool as a cucumber. No, no worries. I literally had to FaceTime like three people before I knew I was speaking and have a little cry. I was so nervous. I was so worried. I reckon I timed myself speaking about 17 times and then changed the script. And then it was, it was really quite a nerve wracking experience but I am so grateful that I felt moved to to speak uh, and that I got the opportunity as well. And, of course, I wasn't there um, because that particular part of the plenary council is closed because it's, a, it's an incredible opportunity for people to speak so honestly and openly and some of the things that come out can be quite raw and personal to people. So it was a closed part of the plenary council. But, but was there a moment through that intervention where you thought to yourself, okay, this is really getting through to people. Like I'm looking through the screens and I'm thinking I'm I'm feeling the response that this is really having with people. Do you know what? I because I was so nervous, I was like counting down the people till when I had to speak. I was like, right, this person's speaking, so four people, which means twelve minutes, and then I'm on. Like I in order to cope, I had it so logically set out. Um, and what actually happened was they skipped a few people. So they called me much earlier than I thought. So I panicked. I was still shaking. Um, but I guess I kind of had in the back of my mind, you know, um, speak even if your voice shakes. And so I really 
took, I guess, the the courage and the encounters of so many incredible people that I've had the, the privilege to meet in my lifetime in this journey. I really feel like they were there with me in, in that moment. But I also feel like it was a bit of adrenaline <laughs> because after I had to shut off my video and like go for a walk downstairs and like get a glass of water and come back and like do some deep breaths. So I really and honestly had no concept of whether anyone had heard, whether anyone had listened. And, um, but what actually happened was I got a a text message from, um, Sarah Moffat who works within the archdiocese and who's been supporting us on this journey. And she said, look at the comments. And I was like, what comments? I didn't, (laughs) I didn't see any comments while I was speaking. And I looked back and the, I am just so humbled by the love and the support that I received and the acknowledgement that it was a really hard submission to put forward was the only point in which I went, oh, I think maybe some of what I said had some sort of impact. Amazing stuff. We've got so much more coming up with Maddie Ford as well a little later on. But right now, we are nearly out of time, Maddie Ford, but it has been so truly incredible um, to have you here. Thank you so much again for taking the time out of your very, very, very busy schedule um, to, I mean, you're a a very, very busy woman um, on a regular day, but I, of course, had to have you this week on the show <laughs> but I'm just selfish like that I, I wanted to um, have a conversation and what an amazing conversation it was so thank you so much for taking the time out to do it yeah no of course um you sent me a text this morning and I think I responded immediately like of course I would do anything for you it is so heartening for me to see um students and old scholars that I've been so blessed to encounter um, really shine and and give their gift to the world. So, of course, I'm going to do anything I can. um, And I'm so proud of the work that you're doing. So, of course. And I just said exactly, you've touched on something very interesting, which we haven't even mentioned that. And that is that the reason I know you, Maddie, is because you were my youth minister, which I was just saying in last week's show um, to Talia. Sully is so bizarre because I said to her, it feels weird sitting down with her because of course she was a youth minister at the same time that I was in school with Carter and College and Sacred Heart and Carter and having such um, a close connection there. It felt like I was sitting down um, with a teacher um, and it, and it, it feels like, oh no one was saying anything wrong and you know like you get the major imposter syndrome um but I I know you so well Maddie it just really truly does feel like sitting down with an old friend so thank you so much um for putting the time out and uh we love to have you on it at any time and of course next time you're in Adelaide you're not getting away from actually sitting down across the table and doing a proper in-person show with us face to face I don't even know what that looks like I think we're at like 104 days in lockdown here in Sydney so I'm like, I'm keen to see any and all faces. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I think the last time we spoke, actually, I called you and you were like, you know what? I'm just out on a walk and I'm going up a really steep hill. So I will be breathing really heavily, but uh, but it's lockdown and I'm just getting my exercise in. So uh, we are all praying for your safety and you keep walking those big hills, Maddie, in in life, um, in lockdown, in, in every area. <laughs> That's such a good, I need to abide by that in life. Absolutely. For those 
daily endorphins, it is needed. We are here every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday nights from 10. Stay tuned for more of your music and we will see you again very, very soon. Bye.